Buff Bagwell. Yes. Hey, man, this is Gary and Chris with the Shoot Radio Show. Good afternoon, sir. We are live. How are you? Good, man. Good. I just got back from, um, I was in uh, New Jersey doing autograph signings. So I just said, well, Cub got moving with his time change. Kind of threw me off a little bit. What's going on with you guys? We're just uh, we're just chatting Almost up here. Man. We got the word a few days ago. You know, TMZ, they were all over you appearing on the Showtime Gigolo show. I, I actually saw the episode myself, and I'm just, you know, I was kind of curious, man. What uh, what sparked this whole career change for you? Uh Really, what started it was just um, when you were a professional wrestler for 25 years. You know, it it's hard to switch from um, from A to B. You're, um, you know, I never had to learn how to work a computer. I never had to, you know, do those kind of things when you're a pro wrestler, and yeah. uh, you can make great income. Then again, if you become somebody in pro wrestling, it's very hard to become a car salesman and say, hey. You know, can I get off this weekend to go work my shows because I still make a good amount of money in pro wrestling. But not enough, and I'm 44 and like to make a change, you know. But it's just really hard to go from A to B. Well, my wife saw this show, Jigglos, on TV, I mean, on cable or something, and um, actually it was the Internet. And she goes, man, I think I found a show that you'd be cool on. Right. And we had no we had no idea of the details or what it inquired. We just saw sure. that it's something that, that looked like would be up my avenue. I've I've been a stripper, I've been a wrestler, I've I've, I've been around that kind of stuff my whole life. So long story short, um we we call the people up and they flip on the idea and I get eleven thousand more hits than all their guys put together and that um you know, got, got showtime kind of excited and and then so we shot our first show, and I was second among all the other gigolos on, on, on you know, uh, Internet action. So mm-hmm. then they really were on fire about it. So TMZ started calling, and, and so really it was just all, it's all just happening real fast. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't really know what's going to totally, totally come out of it, but, but I'm riding the wave and just trying to see what everybody's kind of, flipping out over is is you know here you are with your you're married and i'm like well this is not you can't have sex on showtime yeah um it's 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 a show you know it's a television show um and my wife trusts me and plus that even if she didn't trust me you cannot have sex on showtime it may look like we're having sex and you know it may look like when you watch a movie those two people are having sex but they're not uh-huh. So that's called acting, and it's called a television show. Well, uh, basically what it is is women hire these gigolo guys, and now I'm one of them. They'll be, hire, they'll be hiring us, uh, whoever they pick, to go on the rates, which Harvey on TNZ knew the rates better than I did, to go, for, to, go to that um, Cowboys, the number four angels, Cowboys four angels. Right. It tells our prices and, and what it costs to have us and twenty five thousand I think for a weekend or for a week. I can't remember what it was. Um, but it's just a you know, a way to switch from A to B, make an income and have a little fun on being on T V. So, um really what it boils down to is these girls, um, they call you up. Uh, I'm sure sex may be in the back of their mind, but right. 
I run the whole deal. In other words, it's my it's my show. Um, right, you're the booker. Once she, signs that, once she signs the contract, right. I'm just a companion for however long she's asking me to be a companion for. It doesn't mean i got to have sex with her. It doesn't mean I've got to, you know, wear a mask or whatever. I run the entire show. Right. So it's just completely up to me, and I've... Uh, um, it's a way to make money and still wrestle and do my appearances and stuff. So that's where it's at. Yeah, definitely. And just to go back to the Showtime thing for a second. So are you now going to be like kind of a, a regular fixture on that program from, from here on out? That, that's what they're, that is what they're doing now is making me, you know, a regular because of all the, you know, the, all this, uh, action really, uh, surprised me. I mean, this kind of surprised me because I thought it would work, right. but it blew their minds how that I could go on this show one time and become the not become the second highest rated guy on the show. So um, they uh, they're just on fire about it. So I think they're getting ready to be a a regular on the show and. All the guys get like fifteen grand in a show, and they make their big money with the clients. What they do is they use the show, the gigolos do. You use the show right. to build up your clientele. Yeah, and then you go out with your clients. You've got regulars. You've got, you know, they're in the perfect place for that, which is Vegas. And so you got, you know, you got, uh, you know, a perfect place to do something like that. Uh, Atlanta may be a little bit harder because, um, you know. There's a lot more action going out in and out of Vegas than there is Atlanta. Yeah. Um, what they're wanting to do is have me run the Atlanta location. All right. Um, and they're wanting to go from Vegas into Atlanta and have an Atlanta location also as well. So all this, like I said, is coming at me a million miles an hour, but it's something that I think you know, wrestling came at me a million miles an hour too. So I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. And... Uh, life, it seems like it's getting back to bad or good publicity is good publicity. So, um, uh, this is, you know, whether it's bad or good, it's still, you know, uh, I mean, you talked all month this month to right. try to get out some reason to get TMZ to be interested. Me and you come up empty. Well, we figured something out that TMZ did not. They're very excited about it and, and it seems like everybody else is too. So we're going to, ride the wave and see what happens and uh, very excited about my new change yeah i mean this is this is quite a change in it i mean it almost kind of seems like it i mean talk about i mean cause well, you, the, the, the story the story is yeah is everybody's flipping everybody's flipping that i'm married you're like wait a minute hold on how can you be married and do this and sure see, it really it really <laughs> is it really is we can't have sex that was my next question um on our contracts we signed that the woman signed that i signed you can't have sex when, and then Harvey's, you know, on TNZ, his first reaction was, so if they lay 25 grand out, you're not going to have sex with them. And, and I just kind of made a joke out of it, which I'll make a joke out of it now. I'm like, Hey, you know, everybody's got their price, yeah. but contractually I would be doing something wrong to showtime and to, uh, the contract we signed. So it is not a sexual thing. It is a companionship type thing where a woman would hire me to go to a dinner. A woman would hire me to go to um, you know, a convention with her and be seen with a good-looking male that she's happy to be seen with. And she may be single. She may be in a, you know, a, a marriage that she's unhappy in, but 
uh, at all equals, you know, uh, you know, put me in a position where I can help her out in that situation. Sure. I mean, talk about the, you know, the difference of the pressure of trying to entertain, you know, 20,000 people in an arena versus trying to entertain one woman. Cause you know, sometimes entertaining women is not always the easy thing to do. So. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not easy. No, it's not an easy thing at all. So talk, talk, expand on that a little bit. I mean, that that kind of challenge for you. Well, I can't, I can't expand on that except from just life, uh, being around women my whole life and right. being a, a very sexual male and being in the pro wrestling world, I could, you know, devour on that part of it. But as far as showtime rules, showtime contracts, I can't because this all just started. I don't really know how this is going to throw down. I don't know when the girl takes me out and pays $800 and I say, no, I'm not, I don't, you know, feel like doing that. If she's going to flip and, and not let me, you know, uh, not, not want to pay or I don't really know how all this is going to really 100% play out. I just know what, you know, um, Jiggler has told me, which is, you know, this is, this is how it goes down. Um, this is how it works. And, you know, being married, if your wife trusts you at all, it's no more than, than her trusting you in Atlanta. I mean, if you want to screw around in Atlanta, you can screw around in Atlanta. So this is more just a television show that is that is giving women a chance to hire gigolos. Right. In terms of your wrestling career, I mean, is your wrestling career over? I mean, are you going one hundred percent into this? I, 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 yeah, I would. I would like it to be. Uh, I still love wrestling and and still will wrestle. Um, but that's I'm also a forty four year old man, so yeah. I've got to look at some other avenue. A forty four year old man has broken his neck twice. Um, and you know, I'm not, you know, I'm still in really good shape and all that, but you know, it's not like I'm 26 anymore and it's nitro, you know, that's 20 years ago. And, uh, so I've got to look at a, a plan B and this was the easiest plan B I could come up with that made sense enough that I could make my own hours, my own time and still get a hell of a paycheck out of it, not selling cars or, you know, working nine to five somewhere at minimum wage and get your own hours. Yeah. Um, I'm getting my own hours and getting paid a lot of money to, to, to do so. So um, I could have said, if, no, I'm not available this weekend to gigolos, and I went and did my autograph signing, where if you told your boss that at the Honda dealership, they're going to tell you to get your ass to work or you're fired. So, you know, that that's that. this is the best, uh, the best thing that's made sense in my life, uh, yet with the, with the comparing it to keeping wrestling in it. And I mean, wrestling as in wrestler every once in a while, um, you know, doing autograph signings at legendary legend shows and things like that. Well, and this career choice is a hell of a lot easier on your body too. So <laughs> and it's a whole lot easier on my body and, yeah. and have a little fun. I mean, I mean, I, I love women. Of course. Uh, yeah. I love my wife, but same time I love being around women, and and so it's just something I can I can do and and uh, have a little fun with, and and my wife trusts me enough to let me do it, so that's what's going on. Cool, that's that's awesome. And it sounds like that uh, it sounds like you didn't have any problems making the transition, you know, away from wrestling because off you know more often than not you see a lot of those guys they have such a hard time either letting go or being able to move out of that world and into you know into something else so it's not it sounds like this really this really is um everything i've done my whole life 
uh, you know, I was a male stripper at 18. Right. And then at 18, I became, I tried to become a pro wrestler. So I was trying to become a pro wrestler while I was still a male dancer because, of course, as usual, male dancing didn't pay the bills fully for me. Yeah. So I was trying to become a wrestler. I was looking for a career. So I became a wrestler and quit stripping as I became the handsome stranger out in global. And uh, then from there, WCW hired me. And once you sign with the WCW or the WWF, there is no uh, time. You're 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 a wrestler. You know you're you're swamped. Yeah, so um, long story short, this is not like that. It's giving me plenty of time to um, to do other things and uh, and still make money doing it. So I'm I'm real excited about it. Are are you still uh, are you still engaged as far as watching the current product? Is that something that still interests you? I, I I really do try to watch it. I don't agree with a lot of it. Uh, I see guys that you know come out with belts on that I don't that I don't even know their name, and I've been in right. the business twenty five years. <laughs> and if I don't if I don't know their name, the fans don't know their names. So I really don't quite understand and see where they're going. Uh, you know, back in the day, guys looked like me and Scott Steiner. Now guys look like uh, skinny guys that don't go to the gym. I don't quite know where everything's going. I mean, like Daniel Craig, he's phenomenal. He's over. But he don't look like me and Scotty looked. You know, mm -hmm. he don't carry the pro bodybuilder, pro wrestler look about him. He's walking around the mall. There wouldn't be five people speak to him. Uh, you let me walk around the wall, mall, and I'm going to get mobbed. And uh, same with Scott Steiner because of a of the way we looked, and then they put the wrestling with it, and then you got you know people asking you questions. But uh, and that's a big part of television, and a big part of how we got paid was how we looked. Well, now it seems like they don't care so much about that in the wrestling world. So I try to watch the beginning of the show to see who's the, coming out first. I watch midway through to see what's going on, and I always watch the main event to see who the who they think the biggest stars are. You know, yeah, yeah I, I try to try to keep up with it. I remember we we actually did an interview with you back in September of '07, and you had quite an interesting perspective on, say, like TNA. You're like. You put up nobody against nobody, and it equals nobody. And you know it's funny, Buff, because I look at TNA now, and and they're they're trying to hit that reset button for the hundredth time. They have a pay per view on tonight. I didn't even know right. about it. Yeah, they they have a pay per view on tonight. I didn't even know about it. And I just wanted to kind of get I your could, thought. About I that. said I'm in the business 25 years and didn't know about it, and couldn't say <laughs> the name of the pay per view or anything. Yeah, and that's bad. That's bad when Buff Bagwell don't know that. Buff Bagwell should know that. Um, they were at the Gwinnett Center here about six months ago, mm -hmm. and I just drove up there and drove in and walked in, and they just ate me up and oh God, you look great and it looks like it looks like you ain't aged today and you look the, the, you know all this stuff and and me and Eric did text back and forth and right. all of a sudden, you know, guys started getting fired and it was the same old story. TNA is going under and and it was over again, you know. So um. I just can't imagine being in the wrestling business. You've got Buff Bible living in Atlanta. You're running a Gwinnett show, which is 20 minutes from my house. Why would you not have Buff Bible come in and get beat? Put me on TV, beat me. But why not put me on TV? I, people know me better than they know the other guy they're beating. 
So why not get a better rating and beat me? I'm not asking to win. I'm asking to be part of a show and help them build a product. Yeah. You know, part and, of part of the uh, cast. It just yeah, yeah. It just it just blows my mind. You would not want um, Buff Bagwell as part of the cast. Put me in the background. At least they know there's Buff Bagwell there. Right now they're going, oh, who's that guy there? Yeah. Well, they wouldn't say that if I was on the show. They'd say, hey, there's Buff Bagwell. And I think that adds to their programming. But they obviously do not see the same way as I do, and um, and I, you know, I'm not in the click. All my click is, you know, either hurt or too old. And the only guy I got really to help me out is Sting, right? And he's he's done a lot for me, trying to help me out. Sure. But no, but nobody's really fully given me a hundred percent try to help me, and uh, so. It takes that in this business and Hollywood and anything else. You know, the more people you know, the better off it is. And you know the you know the old saying. I hate to say it this way, but it's who you know or who you blow. You know, <laughs> and and in this business, it's uh, hopefully you can get by with just who you know. Sure. <laughs> hey, one, more, one more thing on the TNA thing. Is there anything that can really save them right now, Buff? In your opinion. I, I, no, I, I don't think there is, and that's why I'm not mad about them not hiring me because hiring Buff Bagwell is not going to save TNA. Right. Hiring The Rock is not going to save TNA. So why why put out a couple more hundred grand a year when it's not going to save the company? So mm-hmm. I understand their position, but it's either but I still don't understand keeping the show on television. Either shut it down. Or do hire a buff battle that may switch that channels a little bit more, may make something happen. It may make somebody want to come over. And then you got The Rock and Buff Bagel, maybe a Goldberg on TNA. Now you guys may have your players and maybe you got a chance to, to do that. But you got to, you just can't have match after match people going, now who's this guy here? What's that guy's name? You know, so you just can't have it. You got to have name power. You got to have name value, and they don't. You think that's something else that is maybe an issue with WWE? Because I know, you know, a few years ago when we talked, you were talking about how you didn't really see John Cena. This is back in 07. He hadn't had his full potential yet, but you were kind of thinking, you know, he's not really that top guy yet. He's not that franchise. I I, I think think he's there. I still don't think, I, I mean, just being totally honest, I don't think he's a rock. I don't think he is a sting. I don't think he is a Goldberg. Um, I don't think he's a stone cold, but I think he's bigger than a buff Agwell. You know, I really do. Uh, Now, mainly because of the way they've pushed him, do I get him credit for being bigger than me? But when you just lay out the facts, no, he's not as big as uh, uh, The Rock. No, he's not as big as Stone Cold. No, he's not as big as these other guys I'm talking about. But but then again, uh, you give me the same push, and I think I would be just as big as John Cena. He's not that cornerstone guy. He's not that super mega superstar The Rock has become. He's not that super mega superstar that the Stone Cold had become. He's just WWE's number one guy. And um, with a little bit of help, a lot of guys could be that guy. Um, he's just got the look. He's got the ability. And he's was at the right place at the right time, I think, to be there, 
you know, their their poster child. And he is now WWE's, you know, poster boy. He looks great. He's got a great body. Um, he's a nice kid. And I think he's got a chance of, uh, obviously, as we already know, of being a, a superstar for a long time. Um, so good luck to him and all that. But I still don't see him as a mega superstar like the, in my day. Uh, and like I said, I'm not saying not bigger than me. He's definitely bigger than me. But he's not a rock. He's not a Stone Cold. He's not a Sting. He's not a Lex Luger in the day. He's right. not that kind of star. He just never has and never will be. Now you you mentioned Sting. I wanted I wanted to get your take on this because you know there's there's rumors flying around that he may sign with WWE this year. What do you think a guy like Sting in 2014 could add to WWE in your opinion? Once again, I don't think uh, I don't think a whole lot, uh, but. To him, it would add tremendous things. It mm. would it would be a guy going from one company to the next for the first time ever. Um, it would definitely draw great for one big rating of a WrestleMania, him versus The Undertaker or something. Come on, man. That's tremendous, you know? So, yeah, I think it adds to the WWE and would help them a lot. But what I mean by... WWE and TNA mm-hmm. is going to take more than just one guy to switch that. When used to, we brought in Macho Man, and that was a big deal. Well, if you brought in Macho Man, God rest his soul, if you brought him into either one of those companies today, it's not going to be enough to save the show. Yeah. And Sting's not going to be enough to save WWE. It's going to be enough to get them talking. It's going to be enough to, you know, this and that. But even in the heyday, remember, we had 15 guys in the NWO and Sting. So Sting was the good, and we were the bad, and we all, and then we made it work. There's got to be a good side. There's got to be a bad side. And there has to be a team that's broken together to build this company. And we had that. You know, we had yeah. our mid-carters. We had our Disco Infernos and and, you know, sharp boys all the way up to, you know, the Guerreros, uh, to to your Buffs and Goldbergs and Steams. We just had a, we had a heck of a, a card, you know, Steiner boys. Um, it was a hell of a show. It really was. Oh, definitely. Um, and I, didn't, I know you had mentioned that, you know, you don't see the one guy and you, you'd seen a bunch of guys, but uh, one, one guy that has come back and not been, you know, the fans haven't really been receptive to his return, and he's, I guess, pushing 40 years old, is Dave Batista. What do you, what do you think about him coming back? I don't know if you have, if you have a thought. I think Batista's a good, I think he's good to come back. Um, once again, I don't think it's going to be a ratings and game changer, but anytime you can add a Batista to your schedule and he looks the way he looks, I think that's great. But it just ain't going to be enough. Now, you bring a Batista, um, a Kevin Nash, a buff bagel back, and you had three or four big names that you could bring back. I think that's what they're missing. Bringing one big guy back, when I watched two commercials the other day and didn't know either one of the guys uh, for our WWE show, um, you know, that ain't going to make it. It's got to be guys that people knew, everybody knew, WWE, WCW guys, everybody knew WWF guys, and that's what it's going to take. You know, it's going to take that kind of thing. Right, and, and now I got, I got one more for you, and I do appreciate your time today. Uh, what, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, CM Punk walking out. Was that the right or the wrong thing to do? Your whole take on that whole situation. 
I just don't see him. I don't think CM Punk is in that area. He's too small. It, that's why they kept him in the rock as far apart as they could until they had to wrestle. Because when you really stand the rock against CM Punk in the ring, you know they just don't look like it. It fits. It, you, know, you got a two hundred, you know, fifty, sixty pound guy to the rock down to a, you know, a buck, buck eighty, buck eighty five. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Nothing against being a buck eighty five, but you know TNA's got a division called the X Division for guys like that. Um, I think that's a good thing to have. But as far as being the world heavyweight champion, CM Punk should not be. He's not big enough. He don't look the part. He, he's, he's heard, I bet you if you asked him, he told the truth. He has heard a million times, wow, you're not as big as I thought you were. You know, and that's not good for pro wrestling. You want to be big. You want to, you want to, I mean, you don't want to be a pro bodybuilder and not be big. You've got to be big. You know, to make it believable, to make it more realistic, and I don't think he's that. You know, he just don't carry that kind of power. John Cena looks like a looks like a stallion. You know, uh-huh. um, you got at least to look the part. You know, Scott Steiner looked like a stallion. Buff Bagel was shredded to pieces and was two fifty. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that guys need to be cookie cutters and everybody needs to look the same. But for some reason, they're really going back to the guys that look like that work out a couple times a week, uh, don't really watch their diet, and don't really care. And to me, that's part of wrestling. It's kind of like a bodybuilding show. That'd be like pro bodybuilders not tanning, uh, not training, not watching their diet. And how many, how many times are you going to go see Mr. Olympia if they don't look that good? You're not going to go. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's going to take more than one guy, and it's, it's going to take guys like... Um, you know, the big, big, big Batista and, and guys like that, I think, to turn it around. So it takes some big boys with some big names. And they're out there, man. They're out there. I'm out there. There's, there's guys out there that have got a five-year, six-year window. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little longer in my case. I'm just 44, man. Uh, other you know, I'm at, I'm at the age of, um, I'm at the age of what the guys were when Nitro happened before. You know, I mean, Lex Luca and those guys were my age right now when we were doing Nitro before. So I'm still weighing the ball game as far as the age goes. It's just a matter of they want to use me or not, and obviously they don't. They, I'm very easy to reach. Well, other other than you and Batista, I mean, who, who's just give me maybe two or three other guys you think that could really, you know, turn the I game think, around. I think Scott. I think Scott Hall. I, I think now where he's at, he could be a chance to come in and do something. I think you should rebirth the NWO right now. I was just at a signing yesterday, and, you know, there was, uh, uh, I bet you I saw 100 NWO shirts. And this has been 15 years ago he wore these shirts. You know, uh, Kevin looks good enough. He's in good enough shape. Uh, I'm in good enough shape. Scott Hall, believe it or not, now is in good enough shape. You got X-Pac, which his thing was never shaped, but he's, he looks just like X-Pac used to. Um, so there's four of your main five or six there was anyway. Hogan still looks great. You got there's Hogan. I think where they're missing out on is doing the NWO again. I think they could do it again. I think it could work. And I think they're crazy not doing it. Fair enough, Buff. Uh, real quick, before, before we let you go, uh, tell people where they can you know find you, your website, uh, anything else you want to plug before we go. My Twitter, Twitter, 
my Twitter account, Facebook, everything's under one thing, and it's at Real Buff Bagwell. You can reach me at at Real Buff Bagwell. That is, that's my Twitter account, my Facebook account. That's everything. Um, that is at Real Buff Bagwell. There you go, guys. Go, go get them. Go talk to Buff. If you want information, if you want information on the Gigolos, yeah, go to Cowboys the number four angels dot com. Cowboys four angels dot com. Buff, thank you so much, man. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for your time, hey, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Take Thanks, care, man. man. See ya.